You're listening to Under a Pile of Books, and I'm your host, Calvin Park. In this episode, uh, we're going to jump in, talk about some of the books I've been reading, uh, my upcoming reads, uh, some of the uh, books that are coming out that have been on my radar, just like normal. Um, But then I'm going to share a little bit about some science fiction and fantasy shows that I have been watching. They're not necessarily new, um, but I've been enjoying a couple uh, sci-fi fantasy um, animes and that sort of thing, and I want to take a chance to talk about those. So let's jump in and talk about the books that I have been reading or am currently reading. So uh, last week I uh, read and completed The Kingdom of Liars by Nick Martell, and this is um, published by Gallery Saga, and uh, it's coming out uh, in the U.S. Uh, anyway, this coming week on June 23rd. So, uh, what did I think about this one? I enjoyed it. Uh, you know, it's got a very intricate plot. It's got a lot of fun world building. Uh, the magic is quite interesting in that the magic costs uh, memory to use. Um, and so I, I really enjoyed uh, that aspect of it. The the world, um, it, just in terms of some of the world building, some of the physical characteristics of the world. There are two moons uh, in this world, and one of the wor- one of the moons, uh, Salona, has actually been shattered. And so it, you know it's in multiple pieces in the sky, and pieces of the moon actually fall. Um, from time to time and can cause destruction and devastation and that, that sort of thing. And so, uh, you know, unique world building, kind of some interesting aspects there. Like I said, a very intricate plot, uh, that I, that I quite enjoyed, uh, just, uh, trying to, some elements of mystery to it. So trying to piece together, you know, the different things, uh, I enjoyed that. Um, I really, really liked all of that. So, you know, th- this is one that, um, y- y- as I said, a lot of positives to it. It also has a number of things that, that just did not click with me or maybe actively uh, bothered or annoyed me, which is a little weird in a book that uh, I enjoyed. So, uh, like I said, lots of good stuff. Um, very well-drawn characters, too. I think I think the uh, main character and the side characters, you care about them. Uh, they make sense. And... Uh, I, I I enjoyed those as well. So all it's kind of ticking all my boxes, right? There's also, however, um, some frustration for me. One of them, and most of these are very much preference things. So this is what you have to understand. You know, um, reviewing books is an absolutely a subjective enterprise. So uh, for me, the the magic, while it was really interesting and had an interesting cost, it never really got um, explained how is it that using magic costs memories? And like, is it if you use it too much or is it anytime you use it? Or is if is it if you use it without enough control? That was left kind of nebulous. And because it played a role in the plot, I felt like that needed explained a little bit more. 
uh, than it was. It's a fairly minor critique, but but one that for me, it just kind of uh, kept coming up and, and it was something I didn't quite understand. I, I didn't ever quite fully grasp how the, the cost for the magic really worked. And I'm someone that likes harder magic systems that, that have a bit more explanation to them. So if you're someone who prefers like a softer magic system that's a little bit more vague, a little more nebulous, you're, you're probably not going to mind this at all. Uh, for me, uh, I did it did kind of take me out of the story every once in a while as I was asking these questions in my head. Um, the the bigger issue for me is that the MC, uh, the main character, makes a number of just dumb decisions. I understand why he's making the decisions that he is, but um, he's still making dumb decisions kind of toward the end of uh, toward the end of the novel. And, and maybe dumb isn't quite the right word. Maybe it's just that his, uh, his decisions, his actions are not very well thought through. And, you know, I get it. Some people don't think through the consequences of their actions. Well, it's particularly believable because he is a young man and young men often do not think through, uh, the, consequences of their actions. It's not that I didn't find it believable for the character. It's that it just annoyed me. Um, and part of what was annoying about it is it didn't feel like this character was growing. Um, you know, basically the, the story was made up of a number of episodes, which in which the main character, Michael, uh, makes a bad decision refuses to be dissuaded by someone attempting to convince him that actually you've made a bad decision, realizes then that he has made this poor decision for whatever reason, um, but either can't back out or is swept along and unable to back out or whatever. And, uh, you know, that leads to then another opportunity to make a decision, so on and so forth. And, you know, it just, that pattern to me got a little repetitive and a little frustrating because the character never really broke out of that. Um, and there were one or two times where we're kind of told that he had grown, but I didn't see it in his actions. And so that, that was a little disappointing for me. Um, you know, again, I enjoyed the novel. Um, um, you know, it's, it's going to get a, a, what I would consider a good rating, uh, from me, but there were these couple elements in terms of the magic, in terms of this, this bit of, uh, repetitiveness, uh, in terms of the kind of the way that the, the plot moves forward and, um, a, a, what I would consider a lack of character growth. Those things kind of conspire to make me kind of take a step back and go, well, I enjoyed it. It was a fun read, it, great world building, cool magic, all, you know, well-developed characters, and yet the main character doesn't grow as much as I might like, or at least I don't see him growing as much as I might like. There's there's some repetitiveness to the the mechanisms for moving the plot forward, uh, and the magic, while interesting and cool, is not explained as much as I might like. So um, this is this is a difficult one for me to kind of uh, talk about and and try to take all those disparate thoughts that I've kind of just you know, vomit it up for you here on the podcast and, and try to shape those and put them into a written, the form of a written review is a little challenging for me. So I'm not sure exactly how this one's going to come out. Um, but I did, I did enjoy it. And I think it will probably be worth your time if uh, you uh, like, uh, you know, some softer magic, some more vague magic, 
and uh, and whatnot, you know, and you may read it and find that the character growth is there for you. It's clear enough for you, and you you really enjoy it. That that one I think is going to be um, a little bit, you know, probably more than a little bit, like a lot subjective. So, um, but the Kingdom of Liars by Nick Martell. Um, I, I enjoyed it. I think it's got some really uh, good, fun stuff to recommend it. There are some definite weaknesses uh, as well. And I am I will say this, though. I am interested to see where things go uh, in the second book in the series. So I will definitely be picking up uh, the second book in the series. No hesitation in my mind. I will be picking up the second book because I'm interested in seeing what happens uh, to these characters here at the end. Uh, and I think, uh, you know, I think Martel leaves uh, the characters in, in certainly in an, in, in an interesting place. And there are, um, there's more that I want to discover about the world and about what's really going on uh, that, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to discovering that. So, you know, that in and of itself tells you uh, to some extent what, what I thought about the book. It, I enjoyed it. I'm going to read the next one. All right. So that's uh, King, the kingdom of liars that I uh, finished this past week. I have started reading the priestess of Ishana. So this is um one that it's a current uh, Spiffbo entry, and uh, it's it's one that I immediately, as soon as I saw it uh, in Spiffbo and read the description, I knew that I was going to read it eventually because it is sort of historical fantasy based in the Bronze Age Hittite civilization and. Uh, yeah, I, I will take that. Like, you had me at Bronze Age Hittites, right? Uh, so this is by Judith Starkston, uh, the uh, Priestess of Ishana, I-S-H-A-N-A. And uh, I'm not that far in, but so far it definitely uh, has, has done enough to keep my attention and whatnot. So we're going we're gonna to see how this one goes. I will have more for you next week on The Priestess of Ishana, and I am very much uh, looking forward to this one. And this, this may be... No, I read I read I Exile uh, recently, a couple weeks back, and that would have been I think the first um, Spiffbo book for this year that that I read uh, this year. So that that I had not read previous to the the competition starting. So anyway, yeah, I Exile. But this will be my second uh, Spiffbo book of the current crop of entries. Um, I've read a number of the entries, but I read them before uh, Spiffbo started. So I, I kind of count those, but, uh, and many of those are, are good books. I've, I've talked about them. You should check them out. Uh, so anyway, Priestess of Ashana, Bronze Age Hittites. I am here for that. So we will see um, what I, I think of that next week. All right. Uh, in terms of upcoming releases, there are a couple I think you should absolutely have on your radar. Um, the first of those is We Ride the Storm uh, by Devin Madsen. This was a Spiffbo finalist a couple years ago. Uh, it was subsequently picked up by Orbit. Uh, Devin did uh, more edits on it. I've read both versions, uh, both the self-published version and the Orbit version. 
they're very, very similar. There, there are what I would consider some fairly minor changes between the two. Um, I think some of those changes do help to flesh out some of the side characters a bit more, uh, give us a little bit more perspective on those, and also give us uh, a little bit more perspective, particularly on the character of Ra Itorin. So, yeah, you know, I, I think I think the the Orbit version did improve on the self-published version, um, but there there are not major changes. I, I think you could probably have read the self-published version um, and and you know, be okay. But why would you not go ahead and pick up the Orbit version and read it again? Because it's that awesome. So definitely check out uh, We Ride the Storm. It's coming out in a physical copy uh, this Tuesday. So if you are one that really loves to have the the physical book either to read or to have on your shelf, then I, I mean, pick it up. Uh, day one, June 23rd, and, uh, you know, and, and have that and enjoy it. Uh, we Ride the Storm by Devin Madsen. Just, uh, I think, one of uh, the best recent fantasy books that I have read. Certainly uh, one of the uh, best uh, debut uh, fantasy novels uh, that I have read. Uh, Devin does an amazing job in this one. Uh, wonderful world building, characters out of this world, uh, interesting plotting and 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 plots, uh, sort of plots within plots. Sometimes very very uh, very very fun read. So I, I cannot recommend this book to you enough. We ride the storm coming out in uh, the the paperback. Um, this Tuesday, you can already pick up the ebook. So if you haven't already done that, if you've heard me talking about this book again and again, and you have not yet picked it up and read it, please do it. It's, it's wonderful. The second book that I think should be on your radar is one I've actually already talked about in this podcast, and that is The Kingdom of Liars by Nick Martell. As I said, um, I am looking forward to uh, the sequel, and so uh, you know, I think it's worth your time to to check this one out. Um, I was lucky enough to have an arc, so thank you to uh, NetGalley and to the publisher for that. And uh, I think I think again, if what I've said about it earlier in the podcast has intrigued you at all, um, this is one to have on your radar, and it is also coming out uh, this week. All right, I'd like to switch gears here uh, for a moment. As I uh, mentioned at the top of the podcast, I have recently uh, been been watching uh, some science fiction and fantasy shows, and uh, so I want to be uh, I want to talk about some of those. Uh, not all this week, uh, but I'd like to to talk about at least one of them this week, and and maybe in subsequent weeks I'll, I'll mention some others. Uh, but anyway. The uh, I, I watched the entire show, the entire OVA um, for Mobile Suit Gundam Unicorn, variously titled, I think, in in North America, uh, Mobile Suit Gundam UC. And uh, anyway, this is a Gundam series. I think it originally aired in 2010, or at least it aired in 2010 in Japan. I'm not sure. Uh, when it came stateside, it's available on Netflix right now, so you can you can watch it on there. Uh, that's what I did. The uh, English dub, uh, the voice acting is 
um, I mean, it's not great. Um, it's a little melodramatic. I think the, the voice acting in, um, in more than one place, frankly, uh, but nevertheless, uh, enjoyable, uh, enjoyable series. It's seven episodes long. Uh, each episode is just short of an hour, except the final episode, which is about 90 minutes. And this is based in like the universal century, uh, timeline. Uh, so if you are really familiar with, uh, Gundam, then, you know, there, there are some, some kind of alternate universe stuff, some, some alternate timeline stuff. Uh, universal century is kind of the core, um, timeline, if you will. But, uh, you know, if you are not familiar with, with Gundam, uh, then it doesn't really matter. It's not that big a deal. Uh, I mean, you can watch, you can watch uh, Gundam unicorn without, really having seen any of the other universal century shows and still enjoy it. Uh, you can also, uh, you know, you can jump around and watch They're just, you know, they're, they're good, uh, good series and uh, worth your time. I think, I think Gundam unicorn is probably, I would say I have not watched by any means all of the Gundam, uh, anime, but certainly out of the ones that I have watched, uh, I think this is one of my favorites. Uh, to me, it doesn't quite rise to the levels of uh, Gundam wing, which, uh, maybe because it was one of the first Gundam shows that I ever saw, maybe because I saw it, you know, when I was a, a teenager and just getting into anime, um, maybe because it legitimately is one of the best Gundam series, who knows the, particulars of why, but, uh, Gundam wing for me is, is kind of the one to beat, but Gundam unicorn is, is definitely good. One of the things that I appreciated about, and this is true of almost all the mobile suit Gundam, uh, series, many of them deal with war in some ways. They deal with pacifism. They deal with questions of why we go to war and what war accomplishes and who really is the enemy, or if there, there is such a thing as an enemy per se. And, and I enjoy that, that kind of, you know, the different take on these, even in, you know, a, uh, a, a series that arguably is centered around giant robots piloted by humans destroying one another. Uh, yet in the midst of that, they're, they're, is able to be this discussion of, of pacifism, of peace, of what makes for peace uh, versus war and loss and uh, the horrors of war and what people are forced to do in war for the good of their side. But is it really, and all of these kind of, I think really poignant questions and profound questions, uh, Gundam unicorn uh, absolutely touches on those. So it's going to be very familiar. And in that way, uh, it's quite similar to Gundam Wing in in some of those philosophical uh, sort of questions that it's asking. So so I, I definitely enjoyed uh, enjoyed uh, those aspects of it. Like I said, the voice acting uh, for the English dub, the voice acting was a a little on the melodramatic side for me, but but I still uh, enjoyed it. I, I would definitely recommend it uh, to you if you are into anime or if you're looking for. Uh, a place to experience Gundam and, uh, you know, this would not be a bad place to, to hop in again. Um, it's based in the universal century timeline. It is going to give you some, 
spoilers for earlier shows set earlier in the universal century, but not, not a whole ton. And, um, you know, it's, it, they're just fun shows. Watch them. Enjoy. Um, and if you have not seen Gundam Wing, you absolutely should uh, go uh, watch Gundam Wing. It is amazing. But Gundam Unicorn, um, I enjoyed it. It's available on Netflix, so you should absolutely check it out. All right. Well, that about wraps it up from me uh, for this week. I hope that uh, you will join me next week for... Uh, my thoughts on Priestess of Ishana, possibly um, another book. Uh, we'll see uh, what I get to this week and definitely join me next week because I'll be talking about another um, fantasy show that I am in the midst of watching at present. And uh, I think that uh, I'm, I'm enjoying it so far. So I think I'll have some, some fun things to say about that. Uh, as always, thank you so much for listening, for sharing uh the podcast with others. Uh, It's a great time. Thanks for being along for the ride and uh, happy reading.